0: Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi, friend, and welcome, welcome to the show. If you're here for the first time, I'm so glad that you made your way. Um, I'm recording this in the late summer, uh, late winter if you're in the southern hemisphere, late summer season when we're in that last sort of window of the big energy and bright energy of summer and we're starting to maybe in tiny, tiny ways notice that there is a shift happening. We know that we're on the precipice of something else the fruit is usually done ripening and being picked at this time a lot of vegetables are done it's sort of the time of maybe the tomato the squash are coming in the corn might be coming in where you are certainly the light is going to start changing even more you know with the summer solstice in late june the sun was at its zenith and it was the longest day of the year and now we're part of this march into the darkness and the days will be getting shorter and shorter we can sort of feel the beginning of the shift into the fall i often feel like at this time I'm kind of starting to hear, like, a drum beat from the autumn. Like, I imagine that there's this, like, witch in the dark and damp woods sort of drumming and shaking her rattle, calling us into that turning of the seasonal wheel. We start to remember, oh, there is something else beyond the activity and the bigness and the bright hot sun of the summer. And we remember that there is something on the other side of this. And for me, these liminal periods, when we kind of shift from one season into the next, are really fertile with insights and choices. It's kind of like um, where two ecosystems meet. There's this place called an ecotone where these there's a tremendous amount of diversity because these two ecosystems are blending and the boundary between that is really fertile. I think that's true for these seasonal shifts too. And we get to choose how we step into the next part of the cycle. When the autumn equinox comes in late September, that's a threshold that we cross and we get to do that Mindfully, if we want, with a lot of intention. And by doing so, we build power and resilience and clarity in our own lives. We remember the cycles and rhythms that our ancestors followed and remember that we can walk through this cycle with a lot of sovereignty and intention. So, today I want to talk about the late summer archetypes of Virgo, of the hermit, and this shift that we're undergoing from the bright, fiery energy of Leo, the midsummer, into the earth element, the earth sign of Virgo. So I'm, I'm looking at the period of sort of August 22nd to September 21st, but these archetypes live with us throughout the year and show up throughout our lives, depending on where we are personally in our own cycle of change and which season we feel like we're in, either personally, professionally, or both. Before I dive in, I just want to let you know about a class that I'm teaching starting in late September. It's called Living Into Purpose, Stop the Drudgery and Start Doing Your Truest Work. (laughs) It's all about purpose. And on one hand, I believe that we don't really have a purpose. I believe that each of us is here to just be part of this pulsating, changing planet, just like every other organism that we truly are, these tiny specks of dust, important dust, but dust nonetheless. On the other hand, sort of paradoxically, I believe it's also true that each of us has soulful intentions and yearnings that are unique to us and that want to inform what we do with our labor, our service, our work in this lifetime. So Living Into Purpose is a five-week class where you can explore what soul is, why your soul may have come to this planet at this time, what your joy and your pain show you about purpose, and how to start living in real alignment with it professionally and beyond. I taught this class originally in July, and it was such a treat. And I would love for you to join us if you need some deep Activation and clarity about where you're meant to be devoting your energy right now. It's a deep dive, and people came out of it with a lot of clarity about how they can sort of flow with what's already working, what is really on their heart and aligned for them. And I would love to offer that to you. If you feel called registration is open as of today, we start September 28th, and I would love to have you and get to know you and support you in this forum. If it feels good, you can learn more at a slash living dash into dash purpose, or visit the link in the show notes. As you might remember, I was conducting some podcast feedback interviews this spring, and a couple of people mentioned the opening invocation that I used to share on previous episodes, like back in 2021 and and before, um, and it was a little blurb that I would read at the beginning of the episode, and I put it aside because I felt like it was something I need to sort of do privately at the beginning of recording. But when I heard from them, it sounded like it was helpful to kind of share that grounding and orientation together in the episode. So I'm bringing it back. Um, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that feels nice. So I'm going to read us our opening invocation and then we will dive into the heart of this episode. So wherever you are, just settling into your body, your seat, taking a deep breath. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures that we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. So I'm going to start by talking about the archetype of Virgo to sort of ground us in this seasonal time, uh, but also in some wisdom that you might need on a very practical level in your life right now. So Virgo is the zodiac sign that the Sun is in this time of year, and it comes from this concept of the Virgin. You'll think of like a lot of astrologers talk about the Virgin as kind of the symbol of this sign. And the old meaning of virgin was really a woman or a person, but traditionally a woman whole in and of herself, the, someone who was maybe unmarried or separated and not no longer under the care of her father, um, someone who was independent and complete. Can you imagine? Complete in and of herself, which of course is every woman and is every person, regardless of their age or their marital status or their income level or their race or socioeconomic status. We have to remember that astrology and Greek language and mythology is steeped and rife with patriarchy and really harmful concepts of women and, and people who maybe weren't In the sort of dominant narrative. So taking what's useful from that, we can think of the archetype of Virgo as a temple tender, a priestess, um, someone who's really attuned to the wisdom of the harvest, you know, someone who is really attuned to and asking the right questions at this time in the cycle of the seasons you know what seeds do i need to keep what is ready to pick or be done what needs to be tilled or given back into the soil the land how do we use our water wisely right now you know and on a larger level we can be thinking about what is coming with us into the fall season and what is staying here in this summer, maybe forever, to never get touched again or perhaps just for a time. Maybe we'll come back and pick this up in the winter or in the next summer. And to do this discerning work in our lives, to, do, to ask the right questions and to hear the right answers, we need the spaciousness to listen to ourselves, to hear our own wisdom, but also to listen to maybe what The plants that we're working with want us to hear, to listen to um, maybe our business. If we're in a business and we're asking these kinds of questions, to listen to what that business is trying to tell us or with that particular role that we're in or that project or that relationship, it's hard to do the work that we need to do right now when we have everyone else's opinions and ideas in our heads. So with Virgo, there's this practical desire to kind of separate from the social boisterousness of Leo and Midsummer, and kind of rebalance that fire with some grounded, smart, really devoted and committed action that honors how the self has become larger this summer. You know, how did we get big in Midsummer? What needs to fall away in this coming autumn to continue our evolution? To How can our lives sort of become restructured around the ways that we've grown or gotten smaller and more maybe efficient or nimble? So how do we need to kind of reconfigure a little bit in order to honor what's happened this summer? And the work at this time, it's not like the busy work of establishing a garden or planting the seeds. It's the less, not frantic, but it's the less like busy stuff, but equally important work of making sense of what has grown, what has happened for you this growing season. So we're looking at that and we're also at the same time starting to feel the pull of something else. The ease and the fruit and the light of the summer is still here, but we can also begin to notice that calling from somewhere beyond our day-to-day lives. And we want to hold both of those in presence with one another. The second archetype that I want to talk about is that of the Hermit, which is connected to Virgo if you use the tarot. So the Hermit is card number nine in the major arcana of the tarot, which doesn't have to mean anything if you don't work with it, but it is a really important archetype this time of year and sort of illuminates for us maybe what people from before us knew about how to come into alignment with the natural cycles of the seasons. So the hermit, of course, is about separation. It's about retreat. It's about pausing and still stillness and silence. The definition from Merriam-Webster is one that retires from society and lives in solitude. And some of the Greek etymology of the hermit comes from a Greek word, Eremites, which literally meant person of the desert, right? So it's someone who goes out Away from civilization, away from society, into a place that may seem barren or desolate or just wholly separate from town, you know, in the, or the village. So, since Pisces season in late February or early March, since the winter, we have been witness to and a part of tremendous growth and color and pollination and change and activity. And now that hermit inside each of us is calling for a separation from that. And in many tarot decks on this card, you will see that the hermit has a small lamp and there's sort of a dark background. You get the sense that this person is venturing into a place that's not fully lit, that's not obvious. And all that they have is this little light. And so in the hermit archetype we have to learn how to take the little steps that are clear to us while trusting that we don't have to know the whole way we don't have to know the entire path or where we're going we just have to venture into where that light is leading us so why you know why would we ever travel to the desert alone why is it even important or meaningful at this time of year we do it to hear ourselves again we do it to connect with other sources of wisdom besides culture and media and our loved ones and even to connect with something beyond the way that we think about and speak about our day-to-day lives. We build meaning in our lives with the choices that we make, with the activities that we do every day, with the way that we talk about ourselves or our work or our, li- our daily lives. And sometimes we need the separation to kind of reconceptualize and show ourselves that we can be larger than all of that, that, that we don't have to be subsumed by all of that. We have to venture into the desert or the wilderness or the separate places to see what else exists when everything is stripped away, to kind of recalibrate to who we are now on the precipice of another autumn. And there are times in our lives when catastrophe or like major personal transformations kind of cast us into the desert without our our maybe consent or agreement or desire. And you can think of like the forest fires that are sort of raging in the Western United States this time of year as a good example of that. There's been too much buildup, not enough regular clearing away, not enough intention that now... There is fire and transformation happening that we just have to witness and surrender to. But every late summer season, we get an invitation to take a small retreat to become the hermit in smaller ways, from, to separate from our daily lives and enter into the temple within our own hearts. And doing that regularly brings us into alignment with the rest of the natural world. It can sort of clear away debris or overactivity that we've engaged in this summer and remind us of our own wisdom, of our own truth, of the truth that is beyond day-to-day lives. To connect with the sort of north stars that are our own, that can guide us into the fall and winter when things are going to get darker and more mysterious. So I want to offer some ways to ground into this, these archetypes and settle into the invitation to kind of turn inward and separate from culture and day-to-day life. I'll start like metaphorically, and you can sort of pull from this metaphor whatever resonates most for you. I just want to invite you this time of year to see your entire life as a kind of bustling, temple. And whatever comes to mind for you in your imagination first is perfect. So temples are built as a sacred place and offering to whatever large dynamic, maybe divine forces you believe animate life on this planet, right? Our ancestors built temples to remind us of what was sacred and beyond the mundane. So in this temple, which is sort of a metaphor for your entire life, people come in and out. They bring maybe their troubles to you. They bring their offerings. This temple on a very practical level requires upkeep and maintenance. It may want to be beautified. You know, you'll want to put your own sort of mark on it and there will be colors and patterns that sort of speak to you or speak to this dynamic force that you are honoring through your life. So there are certainly parts of your life in this temple that relate to and are available to many other people that can sort of come and visit or look upon it. But there is an inner chamber of this temple that is just for you, and inside of that chamber is a small flame that is yours to tend. No one can tend this flame for you. And inside of this chamber, with this flame, you can... Make your own offerings to the land, to the spirits you believe in, to your ancestors. You can cry or scream or grieve. You can rest and receive help inside of this chamber. This is a place that you can come to daily, at any time, just in your imagination. It is off limits to anyone else. This is your fire to take care of and to keep going, and it is your silent chamber where you can rejuvenate and connect with what is sacred to you, with what gives your life meaning, with what makes sense to you in this moment. There are also times when you will need to leave this temple and imagine that your sacred flame comes with you in the center of your chest without the sort of structure of day-to-day life in that temple. There are times when you will need to venture into the desert or the wilderness alone to remember who you are apart from the structure of your daily life, who you are apart from others, from your work, from the identities and roles that you carry. And this can be a simple orientation or mindset, a simple choice to kind of turn inward and feel a sense of separateness from your day-to-day life right now, a sort of separateness from maybe the activity or the way that you've been in the flow of this summer or this winter, if you're listening in the Southern Hemisphere. And it doesn't take a lot to do. It can be these tiny little reminders or tiny little symbols or signs from the outer world, maybe the way that the the light looks one day, or maybe you notice kind of a cool crispiness on the wind, or maybe you notice like some leaves starting to turn color a little bit. It can take these just little signs to bring you into this inner sense of solitude and separation. I love this quote from Martin Shaw from his book Scatterlings. All it takes is a lit candle or a snowflake at the window or rain on the roof and the hermit wakes with its immense inness from behind our daily face. So this can just be a metaphor that sort of lives in you this time of year, but I want to offer a few ways that you can bring this to the ground and to your practical day-to-day life. And it's really about doing the things that you can do daily to become your own wise guide, your own mentor right now. I want to encourage you, if you don't already, to find a daily way to connect with that inner chamber where you can make sense of things and find the clarity that you need. And this often, I think, does require work with fire and the sort of elements of movement and transformation. It's hard to find clarity if we're just sort of sitting in a spot all of the time. On one hand, that is the work of the hermit, is sort of stillness. But on many of the tarot cards around this archetype, you see them walking or movement. There is a sense of like journeying. And so we need these daily fire-like movements, whether it's dance or exercise, journaling or cathartic writing, making art of some kind, creating something whether it's singing or just making sound or moving your body in a way that feels good, we can sort of metabolize and honor that inner fire by moving, literally moving our bodies or writing or manifesting externally what is within us. The second way that you can sort of work with this energy on a practical level is to really claim and honor the little signs that you get that tell you when something is right or wrong for you. Again, the hermit doesn't come into the desert at nighttime with a huge beacon or like a huge headlamp that lights the entire landscape. There's not always a full moon showing us the way. And even when the moon's full, there's lots of shadows. So all we get on this journey are little signs. Sometimes there are these like big aha moments, but in the large arc of our lives, those are still Just little nuggets of wisdom that we get. Our choice is whether or not we want to believe in those or trust those or listen. You know, do we want to sit and wait for the dawn to come and kind of light up the entire landscape? Even though it may never come, we might always be in this mysterious journey because I think that's part of being human and being having a soul, but also having the limitations of our bodies and separation from the divine. So all we get are these little signs and symbols that are unique to us, right? The way I feel about a thing, whether if it's right for me or wrong for me, is different than how you feel in your body, in your heart, in your psyche. So we get to decide if we want to honor the signs that we're getting, the patterns or the synchronicities that we notice or the themes or archetypes or stories that really fit and speak to us right now. That feeling of resonance that we get is ours and it's just a a matter of do I believe in this enough? Do I want to trust this? Do I want to grow this muscle or this power to sort of intuit my way through my life? No one but you knows what you have had to do and go through this summer. No one but you truly knows how you have expanded, what you have risked, where you need to stretch next. And I want to encourage you to really claim that. Write it down. Put it on an altar. Sing it. Embrace it. Feel yourself becoming wise. Another really great way to work with this energy right now is to do some sort of Retreat, And this can be in a big way or in a small way. If it's available to you to go on a personal retreat right now, I want to encourage you to really do that, to take yourself away from maybe your home or your day-to-day life on your own in solitude and venture into a state of reflection, introspection, and silence. Even if it seems sort of silly, or scary, or you're not sure if you'll even gain anything, um, this is an excellent time to either take or book a personal retreat on your own. If that's not available to you for whatever reason, this is also a beautiful time to go on a solo hike, to take yourself on a walk by yourself with no headphones, no stimuli, to just be with yourself in small or large ways you might take like a day in silence you could just have like a longer period of doing nothing in the middle or beginning or end of your day you could undergo a digital or media detox right now all that it, all that really matters is your intention and some sort of follow through around separating from the noise and from dominant culture and from the way that you routinely have do, have done things we need these separation times to really integrate and to make the decisions that are right for us right now and to sort of shift into the fall season with a lot of clarity and trust in ourselves and in this process so those are ways to just work with it like on a metaphorical and practical level and now i want to just talk about career work stuff specifically for a moment before we wrap up. So this is a great time to imagine that you are the expert or the mentor that you need right now. I really believe that that is true, that you are the absolute authority on your life and your journey, your vocation, your purpose, and your career. A good way to sort of enter into your wisdom that's not totally direct but offers, I think, an interesting way in, is to look at what you do easily for others that you can offer to yourself at this time. Often when we are attempting to make change or grow or find our way, we need to remember that we have special gifts and strategies for supporting others in doing that that we may not be offering to ourselves. A few years ago, I had a client who was an artist who was trying to find her way in at a certain career pivot. And I asked, you know, have you made any art about this? Like, what might your art have to say about the way forward? And She just hadn't considered that before because we often forget that our talents and our resources, the things that seem sort of obvious in other areas of our lives or things that we can offer to others. We forget to bring them in as medicine for ourselves. So whether it's art or project management or deep listening and care or empathy or herbal medicine or research, whatever it is that you kind of have a giftedness for, I encourage you to bring that as if it were like a, a sweet light and sort of point it back at yourself to illuminate what is at the center of your chest, what is on your heart right now in terms of your desires for what's what you want in your working life now and in the coming fall. And how would your career or your vocational journey benefit from either more sort of tending and upkeep of your daily life or temple like do you need you know a new paint job on that temple do you need to refurbish that inner chamber do you want to let the fire go out for a minute and restart it with some new wood or resin or incense you know do you need sort of some structural like shifts that can be really enlivening and energizing Do you also need some separation from daily life and the needs or opinions or noise of others? You know, how can you hit pause on getting lots of info or opinions about whatever's coming up for you at work? You know, could you even pause the work of like changing anything for a moment? And this can just be like a day or less than a day. Can you just hit pause on making any adjustments and just really see what has grown and made itself known to you since the early spring in March. Could you pause long enough to see what wisdom has grown inside of you so that you don't have to rush into making changes, so that you remember you don't have to stay stagnant inside of anything that you have outgrown this summer. This is a really sweet chance to realign In your working life and connect to the clarity the insights and the harvest that is already here and it's hard to take advantage of that when we're so swept up in the activity of outer life and sort of neglecting our inner chamber or kind of ignoring the drumbeat of something beyond daily life we need both they are essential to a whole life So if you feel like you're sort of wobbling in your working journey right now, try focusing on one or both of these strategies first. Your inner chamber, that temple of your day-to-day life, and also the possibility that you need a separation of some kind. That your inner hermit is really hungry for some respite and for some um, solitude. And then when you feel like you're more solid in yourself in your chamber in your temple in your role as a hermit then you can sort of reach out to to the mentors or the loved ones who reflect back to you your own wisdom and sovereignty then you'll be strong and empowered to receive the information from others that you need and again this doesn't have to be like a huge overhaul this can just be like a morning to Get centered again and then reach out to others from that place, not from the outer limits of your temple, sort of when there's all these things happening and everyone's got needs and demands and opinions, but to come at it from that inner sense of authority. As always, I would say this at any point in the year, as a working person, if you're trying to get clarity in your career at any time, really steer clear from the people who might try to tell you how you are or who you are or how it is for you or what to do next. You wanna stay really close to the people who can reflect back your own sovereignty, who can see the sort of inner hermit, inner priestess, inner wisdom of you. The hermit steps out alone to be in a different conversation than the conversation that happens in regular life. And I want to invite you to wonder about what that conversation could be for you at this time. What do you need to hear yourself say right now? What do you need to remember about yourself or claim about your journey, your gifts, your potential right now as we step into a new season? So I hope today felt invigorating and clarifying and really grounded for you. Thank you for tuning in and listening and being part of this conversation with me. I am back from my little summer break. So from now on, we will be in a more regular flow um, with these episodes coming out every two weeks or so. (laughs) Um, So I will see you in a few weeks with some uh, continued seasonal alignment and insights for your vocational journey As always, if this work resonates with you, you can learn more about how I work with individuals and groups at awildnewwork.com. Take such good care, and I will see you on the other side.